Welcome to What It Takes, the recipe for resilience, the podcast that serves up a healthy dose of inspiration and motivation. In this show, we explore the real world experiences of people who have faced tough times and come out on the other side. We'll uncover the secrets to their resilience and find out what it takes to get through adversity and become a better human being in the process. So whether you're looking to weather a storm or just want to learn from others who have been there, join us for each episode where we cook up a nourishing mix of wisdom, encouragement and hope with a few tears and belly laughs along the way. Let's get started. Our guest today is Cooper Palmer. Coop is a 14-year-old surfer, high school student, and business owner, having started a successful brand here in Sydney, Australia. I've been a fan of his brand for a while now, and I'm actually wearing one of his t-shirts with his signature logo, Surfing is My Coffee. I was blown away when I learned Cooper started the business at such a young age. And his success is not going unnoticed, having recently won a Young Small Business Award for just one year into starting the business. Cooper is a popular kid at school and with what seems like everything landing in his lap. But having been diagnosed with ADHD while juggling the pressures of high school and just being a kid, Cooper is actually role modeling what it takes to be resilient. Quick warning. Any advice shared in this episode is not intended to replace any professional medical advice you may have been given. Coop, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, good. How are you? I'm doing great, how are you? Yeah, wonderful. And any surfing this morning? Oh, no, it's a lake out there. We haven't had swell for a week, so just... Yeah, really bizarre this time of year, right? Yeah, usually there's lots of swell, but we had our boom really early, and that was a surprise for everyone, but... Yeah, it's like, it's really bizarre for everyone because like we should have pumping swell, but it's yeah. dead flat. This time of year across the East Coast, we're absolutely frothing with <laughs> with waves and good winds. And, yeah. and at the moment, there's just nothing. And I don't know about you, but in the morning, in the day, if I don't get a surfing at least a couple of times a week, I start to get quite grumpy. Is that the same for that you? That is very much the same because I, so at the start of the year, I started surfing every morning. I'm sorry, every morning because um, I got an e-bike. I bought myself an e-bike for Christmas as a pressy for myself. Nice one, yeah. And it's so much easier compared to riding so I can get up early check everywhere then but like okay i got time i can go for a surf before school which is really good so it gives me that boost for the and the energy for the rest of the day yeah nice one and that e-bike that gets you from beach to beach quite quickly oh yeah it's the best thing yeah and we happen to live in the same part of the south coast of of sydney a very sport with the coastline that we have down there where's your favorite and go-to surf spot either Wanuna or Sandon Point, they're both pretty good spots. It, they're very much localised and pretty heavy, but they're really fun when you get to know everyone out there. Everyone's really nice and they will push you into a couple of bombs, but you'll get the respect out there if you go on. Nice. Yeah, Sandon Point can be a, a good challenging break on its day. And, and like you said, very local. Being being English, uh, I have to earn my way into these breaks a lot a lot more than you probably might be in. I still do. Like, 
a lot of the guys, they, they would notice me. They'd be like, oh, come on, let's go sit out of the back. And I'd be like, oh, I don't want to step on anyone's toes here. But they were like, no, you'll go this one. And if you do, you'll get the respect from everyone out there. And I will. And they'll be like, you can go and we will respect you for that. Unreal. So we're going to come back to where this, this name, Surfing Is My Coffee, came from. Before we go there, is there one word that you would use to describe what surfing does for you or how, it, how it's a part of your life? Is there one word that comes to mind? Oh. Probably lots. Yeah, there is. It probably uh, rejuvenating. Rejuvenating, yeah. Because it's just when you don't surf for a while, it's like you feel low and then you go in and it's like, oh, I feel so much better now. And it's this the coffee aspect that when everyone has a coffee, they feel better. But when they don't, they feel sluggish and slow. That's where surfing is my coffee because I need that boost to get me through the day. Nice one. So how did you come up with the name surfing is my coffee? Because a great link there, surfing makes you feel rejuvenated, a bit like some people rely on coffee to get their rejuvenation in the morning. You know, you and I, we love to jump in the ocean and paddle with some waves. So, yeah, where did the name come from? Well, so it came from me and my mates were down the beach and we're just waiting for a good set to roll through to get us to be like, okay, we're going to go out there. It looks fun. And at the same time, mum and dad were out getting coffees. And I was like, you know what, guys? Surfing is my coffee. I need that boost of surfing the adrenaline rush from surfing and they're like yeah that's cool and i was like oh i got a textiles class this year where i can screen print it on a bag and we can maybe make a couple shirts for each other and wear it around and i told mum and dad uh that afternoon and they were like wow that is that's a cool saying that's yeah they were just yeah, they embraced the saying and they even said at one point which was really cool and then so as I said that year, I had a textiles class and I screen printed it on one of my, on the bag that we made for the assessment. And I was rewarded because it, it was quite a difficult process to make it. And I was rewarded for the perseverance I had to like go through and make it because everyone else was trying to keep it simple. But I was like, I'm going to make something that is, that stands out and that solidifies what I what I stand for, surfing is my coffee. And then I showed it to mum and dad and they're like, wow, that is, that's amazing. Let's do something with it. Obviously we're not going to do it yet. Let's trademark it because it's a good scene. And when it gets out there, people want to like take it and use it, but you said it. So we want to make sure that you have the right to yeah. hold it. Which is, yeah. Good. Yeah, and so that process, you went through that. And I love the word perseverance that you used before in that project at school to bring the the concept to life in a bag and on some T-shirts. And we'll come back to that word perseverance. And and so that process of, of trademarking the name, and you mentioned mum and dad, so are they part of the business with you? Yeah, I mean, obviously they have to because I'm like under 18, which is the legal age to do most like financial things. So they... They'll help out financially and business smart. So where the money goes, where it, like who's doing what with it, and are we investing it right and like buying more shirts and stuff? So they, I would say, business partner, but they're also family. So they'll they'll like say, okay, you got to do this, and they'll they'll be like the call center, I guess. So they'll get all the call calls, and they'll be like, okay, you got to deal with this, this, and this. 
but first, what do you have to do for school and stuff? So they, they'll take that role of managing like time and stuff. So they'll be like, Hey, you've got to set time away for school and make sure you're on top of things, Mm -hmm. which I struggle with, with my ADHD. So they set up timetables, alarms, reminders for, for me. And then they'll be like, okay, once you're done there, time to do your business. What things do you need to do? Stock up shirts, email people about like markets and stuff and seeing how everything is. So, yeah. So it sounds like you're running the company and mum and dad are helping you on the admin side. So is, is that safe to say you're in charge? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In one work, yes. I'm sure mum and dad, uh, Carl and Sam are listening to this at the moment and uh, they're nodding away going, yep. Um, And it's great that you've got that support and it sounds like mum and dad are really helping you to, like you said, manage your time and to to juggle what must be a really large workload. Uh, So you mentioned, we'll come back to the workload shortly and and exactly how you're juggling that and and how you showing up to be best in school and, and work. You mentioned ADHD before. So what age were you when you got that diagnosis, Coop? Uh, so my whole life, I haven't like I've been really like crazy. And I, I've even noticed I got high energy levels and not really up until like year three, did they start to say, okay, there's something here that's not right. You haven't been diagnosed with anything, but for sure you've got something in the background going. So test me and in year four they're like you have ADHD this is everything and this is how we're going to help you and not really up until like year six then COVID hit and year six was kind of a key moment because I was going into high school next year and that was when I really needed the most help but mum and dad were like we're here for you how can we help and we're here to help you get through this uh mental sorry like this struggle with ADHD and finding out what, how it shapes you as a person. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you feel when you were going through that and, um, they were talking about ADHD, what was coming up for you? I was thinking, am I really that different to everyone else? Like I see everyone else doing the same thing, but they're more focused. Why am I so different to them? But like not up until recently, I've been like, I'm me and they're them. I'm a different person in, I mean, everyone is, but I strive in different things. Like other people will be good at academics, but I'm good, like street smart, like the real world things. So yeah, I guess. Yeah. So you've turned it into a real strength. It is a strength, isn't it? So how are you harnessing it now, now that you've had the diagnosis in your managing high school with a successful business and got incredible support with mum and dad alongside you as well. How are you sort of making it work for you? Well, it's kind of what, seeing what works for me. And like mum and dad, they work differently to me. And I, I say, this works for me and that works for you. We need to find a middle part where we can both work together here and like give me a point of view from your angle and you can see what, what I see in a way. And with the school, did, did you ever go through anything that made you feel like other people were judging you for that? Was it ever, was there any, any ever experience you had where you, people were kind of treating you differently? You mentioned you felt like you were different. Yeah. I mean, 
I've never been a like a student so in my academics I was always like the middle ground and a little bit low so I would feel judged there because I'd be like why aren't I getting those high marks but then you know obviously I got diagnosed with ADHD then I was like okay so I'm I am different but it's because and such and such and such that I'm not getting that things I'm not understanding because the teachers were like teaching the students for everyone to understand, but they weren't really engaging other students that didn't quite understand those kind of parts and weren't coming at it at a different angle. So everyone understood it. They were just aiming for the top tier people. Yeah. Yeah. And that must've been tough for you. And so with the surfing, how does the, I mean, how does that play out for you in the water? Does it, does, does it help you in any way to be in the water with, with managing that you mentioned being sort of a high energy all the time? That's a great way to channel that energy, isn't it, in the surf? Yeah, so surfing, it, as I said before, it rejuvenates me, kind of gives me a break from things. Yeah. Like I forget everything out in the water. It's like I'm surfing here, focus on that, and now I try and bring the business. I think feel like that. I'm working on this now. Nothing else. Forget about everything else. This is where I'm working. Focus all my energy into the business. And then I'll stop, okay, rest, relax, have a break. And my brain is always zipping around, thinking of new things. But I have to say, stop, This we need a break. You're getting tired. This is your ADHD kicking in, saying just keep going. I, I, I need to stop and really think about my thoughts here because I'm just throwing things and it's not making sense for other people. Yeah. So. Incredible. So you, you're actually you're learning to to be focused you're teaching yourself and you're controlling your your mindset to be focused it's it's interesting and not many people do that and there's many adults that whether they have or haven't been diagnosed with ADHD they they just go on autopilot throughout the day and they just just come more and more more at them and they just keep going harder and harder they don't actually take time out to practice focused attention and practice like you said those essential habits like taking a break what's one of the triggers for you when you know you just right it's time for a break what's what's one of those alarm bells for you that oh just the not being able to focus like oh i have a to-do list and i'll be like oh there's too much i get stressed down be like okay that's that's your alarm to say stop yeah and you just like don't even look at the to-do list yeah. Just focus on relaxing, getting yourself under control again. Then once you're ready to go back in, go and do what things you need to do. Excellent. So the name surfing is my coffee. We're kind of, I'm the same as you. I, I'm not really much of a coffee drinker. I, I much prefer to engage and feel rejuvenated by jumping in the ocean, but we're kind of limited, aren't we? Some days, like at the moment, there's just no swell, so we can't get that fix with the surfing right so and it's been pretty a week solid now isn't it yeah. no real surf to get that fixed so coffee drinkers will know they're kind of nodded away going yeah well i can just go to the coffee shop uh, well they got a coffee machine at home so what do you do when you can't get in the ocean how do you how do you juggle yourself and stay well, your best then i can't either go for a swim or a skate something that will give me the same surfing feeling but let's say it's pouring down rain you can't go skating yeah and it's fire you can't go surfing that's when I'll, I'll go for a ride even in the rain just to like look at the ocean because like 20 minutes of looking at the water just makes you feel better for me at least yeah and i admit to myself you can't surf there's nothing you can do about this 
like you feel better just looking at the surf knowing oh, i can't complain now there's it's flat you can't do anything go for a swim then still get in the water but don't get mad at yourself that you can't surf because there's nothing you can do about it yeah that's that's great advice and i you know on the weekend i was out at the beach with the kids and I obviously didn't go surfing, but I just went up, I kicked my shoes off and just walked in the water with the kids and just splashed about. And there's something about that connection with the ocean, isn't it? Yeah. It just decompresses you and calms you down. Yeah. And and so, and there's something in that is just what's the habit that helps you to, to decompress? And, uh, and, and, and some people have different things they like to do and it just happens to be. And ours is surfing. And I think that's why people really connect with your brand. It's certainly why I connected with your brand because the 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 name surfing is my coffee viscerally had a connection with me because you know maybe it's because i'm not much of a coffee drinker but and i love surfing but it was it makes intuitive sense to me and and i think that's really important that you've got a business that connects with people in in a meaningful way and so how how do you find running your own business overall it is chaotic but it's the like lots of the time I'm like oh why am I doing this and then I'll go to markets like I enjoy the doing the business aspect I enjoy it but it's the markets that I really enjoy it's where I re- reward myself is meeting people listening to what they have to say their like thoughts and surfing all their stories about their surf trips and whatever that's what makes me happy at the end of the day at like running the business it's that reward yes it may suck it sometimes but you go to markets and it's like wow this is this is why i'm doing it yeah you have that touch point with customers effectively yeah. with real people that have got it, real surfing as a connection as, yeah. as well yeah yeah nowadays it's everyone's on their phone you go into the shops it's uh you're shopping by yourself it's self-registers and stuff but i try to connect with people trying i talk to them so i can so everyone feels more connected in a way not just a there's a wall here and we're not talking. I'm just going to be on my phone as you do help me, but I, yeah. I don't want to listen. I want to break down that wall so everyone, like I can hear what they have to say. It helps them in a way as well to be like, okay, people actually want to talk and listen, not just stare, stare at the phones. Incredible. And you're really good at it. You're really good at this, just having a conversation with, and I can tell why people at the markets would just be inclined to tell you their surfing story. I feel like I just want to tell you all about mine, but maybe we'll do that after. Um, so let's go back to school then. So you're juggling business, having a business while being at school, and it sounds like you really like that human connection. So devices, you, you've talked us about devices there. There's such an impediment to that social connection. And Certainly, uh, I look at my kids and kind of worry about how much devices are going to control and be a part of their life. So as as a 14-year-old yourself, how are you managing your devices, being that you've probably got emails coming in from work, you've probably got messages, chat with friends, you're trying to organize a server. How do you manage a device being, what tips can you give to us, <laughs> the rest of us? I'm going to be honest, I do get struck. I- struggle with always looking at my phone but I, I have to put it down like okay I, I understand I do need to look at my phone but it's getting distracted it's like set a task for yourself you're like okay I can check an email like you go on your phone you check your emails and put it straight down sometimes I will admit I get lost on Instagram and stuff yeah but it's just putting a barrier between like your self-control to put the phone down and 
yeah. not get distracted watching YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is. Just being able to stop and be like, okay, I'm getting distracted here. Put it down. Do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Like for schoolwork, I'll, that's how I get, I'll find a game. I'll want to play it, but I'll be like, I've got to learn here. This is school. This is a serious thing. I want to be able to learn. And like, let's say maths, it's difficult. As soon as you get stuck, like just staring at your screen, you're way behind. So you got to stop like, hey, listen to what the teacher has to say. Then until you understand everything, then you reward yourself with a break, like a five-minute break of just decompressing, like just relaxing on your phone. Then you get straight back into what you have to do. Yeah, nice. So actually you take control of when you use the phone rather than the the phone taking control of you. And these devices have notifications and things and chirps and buzzes and all sorts going on, don't they, all the time? But we can limit those, can't we? We can turn them off and create that. That barrier, yeah. yeah, that boundary, as you said. Yeah, really, really insightful. And so with the time management then, and you know, I remember high school, I'm, you know, and there's a lot just with high school to manage and there's a lot then, and I'm a business owner, so I know what it's like trying to manage a business. Sounds like you've got some great staff with mum and dad there <laughs> and other people that are working with you. But yeah, how do you, you mentioned mum and dad are helping put in some time management strategies in place um but what's sort of the key things for you to that you do on a daily basis really for for managing all the all the to-do lists <laughs> oh i i yeah as you said i have a to-do list i set a time for let's i do a the kind of a year coordinator gave us this strategy strategy 20 minutes work then 10 minutes break that gives you like half half the time of uh, a relaxed time, I guess. I, I do that for all the things, and if I need more time, I'll go back. But I have to at least start all of them and do just do all of them. Then I go back to the top of the list and do it until everything is finished. Just so you get to start on all the things. And that would help channel your focus then, because you're working down a list yeah. effectively, and that thing channels your energy into into being productive, right? Yeah, excellent. So you're starting to get some accolades now. You're starting to get some recognition on on the brand, on the business, on yourself. How are you feeling about that? Oh, it feels great. It is overwhelming, I will admit. At times, it's stressful. It's like everything's going on, but it's great to know that people are starting to recognize me and the, the brand. And, but yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. And so you mentioned about being in the surf and some of the locals know you now and they're like, oh, cool, let's get out the back and get the boys. And, you know, you start to get noticed. Yeah, like I'll see people walking on the street wearing my shirt and that's probably the best part. It's like I know that there are people out there wearing it and sometimes it's like, oh, I'll just let them go. But let's say I'm behind him, I'll go up and be like, oh, nice shirt. And I, I, I own that shirt and that's my brand. And they'll be like, oh, that's cool. And they'll engage me. Sometimes I'll just be like, oh, I'll let them go. But it's the warm feeling inside. It's like they're wear, they've chosen to wear my shirt other than a root girl or a billabong shirt. That's, it feels great to know that they've chose that over like a different company. Yeah, over a company that's been around for years and years yeah. and years. And and I think, again, it comes down to that connection that you've got with people and, and the connection you have with the brand. It's incredible. Yeah, I was wearing one of your T-shirts when I was I travel a lot for work and I was traveling across the country to Western Australia for, for work recently. And, yeah, the airport, 
somebody came up to me and said, hey, I've got uh, a piece of that apparel. And we started having a conversation about it. And then we, we sparked up a conversation about surfing and, and we had that shared journey of just loving yeah. surfing. And, and it's funny how you can just, and that's what, that's what brands can do, right? They can the bring. Connection yeah. as well. The, they, I guess you said you, someone saw you and they started talking to you. It's the fact that, oh, not a lot of people have it, but it's out there. So they can be like, oh, you've got that. I've got that as well. And then the yeah, conversation. Yeah, interest, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, oh, you obviously, you're into surfing. It just sparks up that you've got that similar, similar interest. So you mentioned earlier about perseverance and it's such a, there's been some really, some words you've used in the conversation today that really tell me, A, you're a super smart young man and, and B, you know, you're, you're really self-aware and that's, that's an incredible resilience trait to be self-aware. We talk about self-awareness is the ability to be able to pay attention to yourself, to pay attention to your thoughts, your emotions, your behaviors. And actually just your physiology, how are you carrying yourself in any given moment? You know, we can be slouched in the chair and our energy becomes slouched. But if we sit up and put our shoulders back, mm. all of a sudden we feel more energized. And so being self-aware is kind of the, the, the first building block really to, to resilience. So this word perseverance, how does that, how do you use that, that skill, that strength of being, being able to persevere? You're one year into the business now. Uh, what's some of the goals that you're trying to strive and persevere to achieve at the moment? Oh, so at the kind of six months in, mum said, what do you want to do in six months, one year, two years, five years, and 10 years? Wow. And I was like, in six months, I want to have in two places. Just today we met, so I'm in year nine, going into year 10, I'm looking at an apprenticeship. I met someone who offered, or well, not offered, who was actually looking for an apprenticeship and their parents own a shop and they're like, we'd love to stock you. So that's, and so we're currently in Balambulane Cafe. So that's one place. Then we're going into the Point Cafe, which is a second place. Then through collective, a third, and now possibly a fourth. And I've already exceeded my expectations for six months. So, and then one year I'm like, I want to be semi uh, like around Australia as you've said, in the airport. So I'm already ticking off things that are way ahead in the future that I've aimed for. So it's, yeah. It's... <laughs> you're already smashing yeah. those goals. So having really clear sort of a vision of where you're trying to get to is helping you to then keep keep focused day to day and, and to keep persevering. Yeah, incredible. So what's some of your daily habits obviously other than surfing um we've talked about having that to-do list that you work through what's some of your daily habits for for being at your best and we talk about we're here to talk about this word resilience mm. and have you given that word any thought before today if you what does that mean to you what comes up for you when you hear that word resilience uh, like strength being able to bounce back from a like this is like the war in ukraine it's really bad but for all those people whether they don't know it or not, that they're building resilience, I guess. That's what I think of it, like being able to bounce back from a significant, yeah. like traumatizing, that's probably a bad word, but like a, yeah. an event that really shakes you or like makes you think otherwise of something. So yeah, bounce back from it. Yeah, great. And and that word bouncing back, that's, that's a common understanding for the word resilience. The word resilience actually comes from the Latin word resiliere, which means to recoil or rebound. And it was then later translated into the noun we use today, resilience, which is the act of rebounding. 
And and so it's a common way of talking about resilience. And you know, if we think about a tennis ball, if you bounce a tennis ball on the ground or squeeze a tennis ball really hard, it will come back to its original shape and size. But if you put an apple, if you compress an apple, it will explode. So you might say an apple's really resilient, but a tennis ball sorry, an apple is not resilient, but a tennis ball is resilient. But we're not balls, we're not apples, we're not objects. You can't yeah. bounce us and we'll come back to our original shape and size. And actually resilience is about actually moving ourselves forward and be becoming a different or better version of ourselves. And like you said, there's people going through some incredible hardships in the world today yeah. where you know maybe facing extremes of war, but even day-to-day -day struggles people are facing and, and actually how are they managing themselves through that effectively. And you touched on a really important point about how are you thinking about what you're experiencing and how are you managing your thoughts, right? That's a really important part of it. Um, and so are there any sort of when you think about the future, when you think about what you're trying to achieve in, in your work, what are, what are those habits that are going to help you to get there? What are the things you do on a daily or situational basis to kind of be at your best? So obviously I surf in the morning, go to school, but in that, when I'm at school, I'm also thinking about the business, which I do daily and I'll, in breaks, I'll go down to the library. I'll be like, I'll check all my emails. I'll make sure that I'll set a reminder on my computer for when I get home, you got to do this and this. And like that will then structure my afternoon of what I've got to do for the business and how I set my like schedule for schoolwork assessments and still running a business at the same time so yeah just trying to make sure that everything's in line and like seeing a good schedule that i can work with yeah excellent so having a really good schedule with regards to working with mum and dad how do you manage the relate how do you keep things upbeat and because it's tough working with others isn't it and and especially when you're trying to solve problems and you got that creative abrasion where you kind of might have different ideas on how things are done or as you said before you just operate in different ways and you see problems in different ways how do you manage the social connection at home and, and keep business kind of separate from from home life oh well there's i'll say there's no real break from and stopping from the business Mum is great with the business. She's always thinking about it. She's probably thinking about it more than I am, which is great, but she needs a break. So I'll be like, you need to stop. Let me like carry the burden, I guess, of constantly thinking about it. And she needs a break. She works yeah. like four days a week. It's stressful whilst being a mum, doing all the things that mum and dads do, like taxes and stuff. And I'm like, give me this thing. Give me the things that you think that I need to do. And I'll go through and make sure you're not overloading yourself with things that is like unnecessary in a sense of like thought. Yeah. Not taking on too much, right? Yeah. And actually sharing the load and, and, and being aware that other people are going through struggles as well. And, and that's, that's an incredible skill that it sounds like you've got as well. You're not only self-aware, you're able to pay attention to what's going on with others as well. So if you were to think about a recipe for resilience you know uh, we talk about it as a kind of and you know a bit like you're cooking up a meal and it's got a nourishing mix of wisdom hope inspiration things that would make somebody more resilient what would be your recipe what would be the ingredients do you think oh probably reflect on what you've like your mistakes but don't get stuck on them so i've i've obviously made mistakes everyone does look back at them don't hang on to them 
push them away, understand what you've learned from there, then see what you can do better and differently. Yeah. Then apply that to your everyday. So like, let's say you screwed up in a math assessment or an English assessment. Look what you didn't do right and take it forward and be like, okay, this is what I need to do differently. Then apply that to like your assessments or your job or whatever. Yeah, so actually evaluating your mistakes to learn from them to move yourself forward. Yeah, that's a really good point. And and so with your surfing then, is there was there a time when you're in the water where you were just really it was probably bigger than you've ever faced before, or there was a particular type of wave where you've really just gone for it and you had to just trust that you were gonna make it? Oh, there's been a couple of times. Just for example, so recently I had the regional titles. I didn't do as good as I thought. It was a decent size. I easily could have taken it on, but it was the factor of it was a new beach. I didn't understand, like, first time surfing it, so there was a mental block of it could be different, it could be heavier. I could have easily done it, but the most significant time was, I was pretty 12. It was decent size at Balambi, and it, when it's big out there, we've got the Northern Bank, which is this big left. And I was really scared. And Dad was like, oh, you'll be fine. Don't worry. I know you've got the skill. And I take off on the shoulder of a wave and it dies off halfway, like in the impact zone. And I didn't realize that it was the first wave of the set. And I turned around and it probably one of the biggest waves of my life landed on my head. And I was like, oh my, this is serious. But I was like, I have I do swimming, I can hold my breath. This is my time to prove to myself that I can actually do this. And I was quite shaken. I, I'm still scared of big waves, but I enjoyed the, when I popped off, I was like, well, that was, that was scary, but it was fun. Like, and I learned from that. I'd be like, okay, I can do this differently. And knowing which wave not to go on, just, as I'm paddling, I look behind, I'm like, okay, that's, you know, there's nothing behind me. Now I can go. Yeah, so you learned from your mistake and then you're able to use that now to to pick the waves in different ways and to actually then figure out where you need to be and how you need to be on it. And that's a great example of how you've already applied that thing for yourself. And and have you found, this is kind of wrapping up the conversation, I guess, and bringing it back to that surfing, have you found that being a surfer and, and learning to surf has really helped with some of the approaches to running the business. So they're sort of. Uh, yes, definitely. Cause I, this is an analogy. You get up, you have a good wave and that's like, I'm having a good time in the business and you'll be paddling out. Then you get like a big wave, you know, not gives you a good wipe out. That's the, I'm feeling down and this isn't working for the business, but then you pop up after it, then you're like, okay, I got through it. I can keep going. That's the fact that I got back up and I can keep doing this. And you get another good wave and then on business, you get another good part where it's like, okay, now I see why I'm doing this and in surfing, this is why I enjoy it because you get good ones and yes, you get bad ones. But that's, that's life. Love it. Great analogy. And I've taken so much from talking to you today and i'm really grateful to have been able to share your story and to help promote your brand so uh, you're riding the wave of running a bit running a business and it sounds like you're carving it and doing really well like you said there's going to be some times when you get get dumped or you get 
held under, but you're, it sounds like you've got a good recipe for resilience, for getting back up and getting back on the board and keeping going. And I'm really excited to see the brand across Australia and internationally. I actually do a lot of international travel as well. And I always try and wear, you know, cool brands as I'm traveling. And so maybe next time I'll be wearing it in London and someone, oh, someone, someone will see it and say, hey, and we can have a chat about surfing. Coop, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks. Thank you.